Ale and Anna. We are here in our um, temporary studio, our where we're staying. Yep. And we have another curator visiting. So tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm Antonio Cataldo. I'm the artistic director of Fotogalleria at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm also writing. I'm finishing my PhD at the moment. Yes, so. I can wear different hats at different moments, if that's necessary. <laughs> well, um, I think many of those hats are very useful for the people who are asking for advice. Yeah. Here's the first question. If museums are non-commercial institutions often exhibit commercially successful artists, how concerned should young emergent artists be with their marketability? Um, I think museums, as for as we know it, they will not last very long. Or there will be two different directions of museums. Private museums, which will continue to market um, capital. Artists which are very concerned with capital, mm -hmm. or that have high capital, which means like private rich collectors. And on the other side, I think there will be a radical shift in what like museums have been for how we know it. Because um, museum, museums represent a very specific moment in time. And I think that that moment is coming to an end of, um, um, of art coming from above, of having preserved a history in which we shouldn't rec recognize ourselves any longer in. So a lot of the holding of the museums should be absolutely questioned in historical terms. So, so this, this position or uh, th these thoughts you have in the museum, um, that really, you think that, so what you're saying is that the artists shouldn't be concerned because of the... Um... Because I think that uh, um, there will be other structures. I don't think that artists should necessarily be concerned about their work um, entering a collection. Um, they should be concerned about their, you know, like their work. Um, if it enters a collection, it also should enter collections which are meaningful to their work. So I think that's a very important, you know, like uh, link that every artist should be very careful about where and how your work is being collected and for which reason, you know, like I think it's, yeah, it should be a consequent part of your, of your work as an artist who has acquired it, why, mm. and with, with which purpose, so, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if that's um, open enough, or it's, uh, it's very, it's not very cryptic, it's also very practical. I think that art institutions are changing, museums are changing. Therefore you cannot give such a specific advice. Therefore I would advise artists to be concerned who is buying your work. Yeah. So, but how and how you also you want it to be preserved for the future because you may invent new structures which are not even there mm -hmm. and not be concerned with like structures that are already old. I hope, you know, museum will radically change in 50 years time or in 20 for that matter. So, yeah. Oh, that was a really surprising answer. So this is a question that was asked in two different ways, but I'll be I'll ask the more specific version. How important is an Instagram presence? Um, an Instagram presence is very important if you consider yourself an institution. 
or if you think that um, you are consciously using Instagram because of some sort of like marketability. So um, I think you should absolutely get off of Instagram <laughs> <laughs> if you think that Instagram is just like a nice tool to like um, share images around with your friends because I think that um, it's, it's, it's much more than that. Um, there is like, um, um, it is, it is a system. It is a system which builds like networks and most of the time for very specific reasons, mar market, market reasons, like uh, um, research reasons. And uh, um, I think that uh, uh, it also creates a lot of anxiety on people because you always feel that you have to respond all the time and demonstrate that you are extremely active, that you are everywhere and therefore you know like you are obsessed uh, with uh, with your Instagram account instead of really like living your life. Do you need to have an Instagram social media presence to succeed as an artist today? No. Um, but I had someone contact me and say uh, you have a private profile, there's someone I told about your work, uh -huh. she wants to see it, can you make your profile public for like you know a while and mm -hmm. I didn't want to and then she I said I you know I have my website it's just my name.com um and I was just confused why someone would choose Instagram over my website which just has my work and doesn't have random you know my life stuff and friend stuff mm -hmm. um do you have any insight on why that would be um I would never ever ask an artist to access their Instagram to see their work. Mm -hmm. I think it's borderline um, unprofessional. Um, if possible, you should always meet the person or ask for. I've been working with Maria Pazinal, who is an artist who has been highly looked at because of her Instagram account, and everyone thought that her work was, you know, like her Instagram account, and she's absolutely like furious about this huge, mis she's 24, she has been bought by, by the National Museum recently, and she was like furious about the fact that people could confuse, you know, like her Instagram account with her work. And, you know, like, and because, you know, like people think she's so young, of course they think, oh, well, you know, like you can immediately see what she does, and therefore you don't even ask about her work, which I think it's completely wrong. So, you know, like when I contacted her, I had a studio visit with her and I discovered you know, like, this absurd stuff, incredibly explicit stuff that she had done, which would never, ever have been posted on Instagram, simply because she worked a lot with uh, nakedness, and therefore that would have been removed. Mm -hmm. Or she works with a very heavy vocabulary in her uh, videos and in her films, so that would have been removed. You know, like, so Instagram is also very standardized as much as Facebook in what can you really say mm -hmm. and uh, um, and so there is like a, a monotone of how you should appear what you can really present so I mean of course um, uh, working with an institution working uh, heading an institution I can't say that we don't use these tools because they are very important in order to bridge a discussion so maybe the advice is like always to think how can you bridge that discussion with uh, with uh, with social media as much as though I would really never ever show you know like your work through 
through such platforms. I don't think it's the right, you know, like if you see, um, I, 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 I just think that it flattens so much your work that no one will understand it, you know, like, oh. so how can you really go deep if you don't? And actually the strategy of artists that are very interesting to me as to many other curators, I think is like, how much can you create of um, a mystery around your work? There is like enough to bring you, to bring someone into your studio mm -hmm. or to a real conversation. I think that's the trick. So if you're able to use Instagram in that sense, wow, you're a genius. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that you should exhaust your, the readability of your work, the readability of your work with a social media. Well, I guess but it maybe has a different role if you live in a, um, in a major city. I've never lived in a major city before. And so, you know, you said, like, why wouldn't this person just, like, come to your studio? Like, I was in the middle. I, I think I was in, might have been in the Midwest at the time when this happened. Yeah. And the person was in L.A. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like, for someone who's in, kind of on the periphery of the art world centers, um, it might be the only way people see your work. Um, I don't think we have peripheries anymore. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it as my mentality. I'm saying it as like, you know, people um, who are in New York have a better chance of having their work shown and seen. And I often use uh, Skype mm -hmm. with a lot of people, although I live in Oslo. You can still consider Oslo a periphery, mm -hmm. um, although it's, it's a large city. Um, so there, there are different tools, um, certainly like books, for instance, um, some artists, you know, like as a follow up of things, they send books or physical material. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm just like, if you're as a curator, if you're interested, if you're seriously interested in an artist, you want to follow up and to understand as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, you have also to, we have to, 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 to to cut our fear that, you know, like we need to be immediately available mm -hmm. because that's, you know, like a concern, which uh, it's true. We all have, you know, like how can I immediately send something to some people so that they can immediately understand my work, Yeah. but how can you slow down that process mm -hmm. or, you know, like give other elements, because if you have someone who is really interested in the others on the other side, because doing an exhibition, showing your work, it's such a commitment at the end. Yeah. That the person on the other side wants absolutely to be certain that once you go into a presentation and an an agreement um, is so certain about your work and to how to present your work that your work can have a context mm -hmm. it can be read by other people you know like so it's such a complex process that uh, you know like there is no reason why you shouldn't slow it down in order to give other elements as well. Hmm. How can I deal with a hierarchy in the art world? Should I pretend it's not there? Always. I think it's a good strategy to pretend that it's not there. Um, you should always be yourself. <laughs> but it's true. There are people that are like so much at ease in being so spontaneous. You know, like, and you're like, it's almost like um, disconcerting. You find artists that, you know, like, they're straight in your face. They, you know, they don't acknowledge any kind of hierarchy. But because they are who they are, 
in their everyday, they get out with that, you know, they get away with that. Yeah. So, and it's fine. But if you're trying to improvise that you are so easy and you're not, I think that's just like going to be awkward. So, yeah. you know, like it's better that if you are a very formal person, you should, and you recognize hierarchies, just do it, you know, like it's part of your, of your being. So you will get a better chance <laughs> of getting a dialogue, I would say, than if you try to be cool and, uh, you know, and yeah. you're not, uh, yeah. you really, you know, you, you risk like to fail heavily so <laughs> mm. oh. yeah great do you think you have the energy for one more sure okay how can artists best position themselves to be noticed by curators because <laughs> for instance a you know instagram's not, <laughs> instagram's not a good one you're saying from your point of view uh I'm saying, you know, like, it, it very much depends, you know, like, you have artists like um, Frida Urupabo who came to be known just because of her Instagram account. You know, like, it's it's very, what, what, what is your work about? I think it's very important to understand, uh, to find a community and a curator that can understand that work. You know, like, if... If someone knows my work as a curator um, and sends me something which is completely outside of what I've done, my research, my interests, and it takes like five minutes or ten, just look me up, look what I've done mm -hmm. before, um, you can read me, you know, you, nine, 85% you can understand what kind of interests I have. So it is doubtful that I will, you know, like um, do something which is like radically different because usually you work with institutions, you have a, a history as well with, even if you work uh, as a, a freelance curator, you have a history. So you have a, a certain path that you're following. So I would say, yeah, instead of trying to fit your profile for everyone, to try to find people who are working, you know, with the issues you're working with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you find alliances and maybe that's not an immediate, you know, it will not lead immediately to something, but it will certainly, certainly lead to, to conversations. And maybe because you're touching upon similar subjects you're interested in, maybe it's not that specific person that you're you're going to work with, but maybe that, that person will suggest you another person. So mm -hmm. I would rather be contacted uh, to be asked, oh, I'm working on this. Uh, I, you know, like, um, my work is about this. Do you know anyone, any other curator who is interested in this? And I may send suggestions, you know, like, mm -hmm. but, you know, like, if you send me random stuff or if I come I will never come across um, yeah, so I think, yeah, it's how to, yeah, the question is of how to become visible is, yeah, yeah finding, you know, like those platforms of, um, or, or those networks, which mm. you can slowly start approaching. I think, yeah, that's a way of kind of becoming, yeah, I don't know if it's becoming visible, but maybe, yeah, it is, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, because I'm sure for everyone there's a, there are good matches out there, but they just have no idea how to even approach that. Like, how do I get that person to see my work without, you know, sending them a packet or something? But that's um, what you're saying. If you find the one... Then you email them, is what you're saying. It, yeah, because then they'll, it'll make sense, like, ask for a conversation. But with some background, like, you're not just randomly emailing random people. You just have, you know what their work is, you know what they've been doing. Yeah, and, I mean, you can send an yeah. email. It's not, you know, like, uh, people send, send email all the time. Is that um, if you don't get an answer, don't take it personally, you right. know, like, because um, it means that the person on the other side either is overwhelmed by work <laughs> or uh, has read the email but you you are not working on that at the moment so yeah. um, and maybe you don't have the same interest so you automatically it's it's very automatic we all do it you know like you just pass to the next thing because it's not part of your interest so in that sense yes I would suggest understand who is working mm -hmm. um, certain subjects you are touching upon and contact uh, contact some people be very honest and open and if you show that you care about the work of the curator on the yeah. other side uh, you get a better chance also of getting an answer mm. um, because most of the time what happens is also you get these very cold emails that clearly they have been sent to 100 people yeah so you have wasted a lot of your time in uh, in preparing all this material, but then you are addressing, you know, like the entire world, and people are just like whatever. I mm. mean, it's like yeah. Yeah. sending a um, a message into into mm. the void. Well, if you are specific, it, yeah. yeah. No, it's just it makes so much sense. Yeah. But then it's like sometimes I guess uh, I just don't think of the. Yeah, it can be hard just to even think of think, these think of that when it makes it makes so much sense. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank oh, you thanks. so much. This is wonderful and some of it unconventional advice. Yeah. Amazing. Thank okay, you. Okay, so happy. <laughs>